1: Stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Brickenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Dana's passing is another reminder that the tragedy confronting us is an ongoing tragedy. And that the families going through this painful ordeal will need our love and support for the duration for as long as this takes.
0: An emotional day in the Saskatchewan legislature today. And there's Premier Scott Moe speaking as uh, members of the Saskatchewan legislature unanimously passed a motion of condolence marking the death of the 16th victim in this horrible tragedy. Uh, Dana Bronze, she was a trainer for uh, athletic trainer for the Humboldt Broncos, passed away yesterday. Sixteen people now de- dead as a result of that crash Friday. And of course, many others still in hospital. There's a difficult decision confronting the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. It was Humboldt and Nipawin win in the semifinal with the winner to face the Esteban Bruins for the SJHL title. The winner of that gear, or series rather, would go on to face the Manitoba uh, Junior A champion. And the winner of that would go on to the national championship uh, next month in BC. So what do you do? And I think to a lot of people, maybe it should also just take a back seat. It's just a game. It doesn't matter. We're dealing with a, a human tragedy on a massive scale. Let that take precedent. But at the same time, this is what these young people are trained for. This is what they've devoted their life to. Right? This is why those members of the humble Broncos family were on that bus. It was about the game that they love. Isn't it a fitting way to pay tribute to them? to play these games, to let these young men get back on the ice and do what they love, doesn't that help them in a way? It's a difficult decision. And I realize the SJHL and its 12 teams are dealing with an unprecedented catastrophe, not something that anybody ever hoped they'd have to deal with, or that there's a contingency plan to deal with. What do you do? Well, yesterday, the Board of Governors of the SJHL made the unanimous decision to continue with the finals. So Nippowin will play Esteban for the SJHL championship. And I'm sure it's going to be an emotional time for these players. Probably excited at some level to get back on the ice, but still in mourning, obviously, as well. What happened to their peers? And just the the nervous uh, emotions they're going to feel. Getting on that bus for the first time. There's going to be a lot of mixed emotions, I think, about this. But I think it's the right decision. And I think it can be a positive, and I think it can be a great way to pay tribute to the humble Broncos and those affected by this tragedy. Well, joining us for some thoughts uh, on the decision the SJHL has made here, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, author and journalist Greg Drinnen. Uh, who covered junior hockey in Canada for some forty years, uh, and wrote a book uh, about the uh, nineteen eighty six bus crash that killed four members of the Swiss, uh, Swift Current Broncos. The book is called "Sudden Death." incredible saga of the 1986 Swift Current Broncos. Greg, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you've certainly been of the opinion that that if done right, resuming the playoffs was the right decision. What do you make of where, where the league's at?
1: Oh, I, I, I'm quite pleased that they made the, the decision that they did. Uh, I don't want to say that I, uh, that, that they really didn't have any other choice, because obviously, you know, there, there was the other option of just, just stopping it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first of all, uh, President Bill Chow and, and the guys who uh, who were on the board of directors with the SGHR, or the Board of Governors, they didn't, mm-hmm. never in their wildest dreams did they sign on for something like this. So I'm sure there was, there never was a, a, a plan for, uh, you know, to, to undertake or a plan that would kick in automatically if something like this happened. Um, but you know, it's life. Life goes on, and, and there, there were two other teams to, to think about here: Nipplewood and, and, and Estevan, and the players on those teams. And, and uh, I, I saw a quote from the president of the Humboldt Broncos yesterday saying that uh, you know this was this was the right thing to do. That they had the Broncos' support, they had to go ahead. Uh, I know that uh, Doug Johnson, the, the, the uh, the nipplin coach uh definitely wanted to, wanted to go ahead there was there was no doubt in his mind and I, I found it kind of interesting that he had a player show up in his office a couple of days ago with his his skates and his equipment bag saying, "Hey, he just wanted to skate so you know yeah. I, I think it was pretty apparent that the, that the players wanted to play, and you know they've been playing all season um uh, um to to humble the players, the, the the survivors, and those who didn't survive. I, I'm sure they want would have wanted it to go ahead too. You know, I I uh, I, I really think it's the way to go. You remember the the, the humble players along the way. That I, you know, there's there's going to be some standing ovations. There's going to be some emotion, and uh, you know, you play the game and get through it.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean these you know these these players have been. Kind of in, in limbo, right? You know, not knowing whether they should pack up and go home for the summer. They've been still with their billet families. I think the teams finally did get back on the ice to practice this week, as I understand it. But I mean, even if people don't like this decision, I mean, a, a decision had to be made, right?
1: Oh, I- exactly. And um, the winner of the, of the SJHL final goes on to play against the Manitoba Junior League champion in the Anavet Cup and it's scheduled to start on I believe it's April 27th so there certainly was a timeline because if you're going to go ahead you you know you've got to make room to play a best of 7 series so you've got to plan for all 7 games and you know it's 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 already the 12th so they're down to you know roughly 2 weeks to to declare a champion and and it, it's all it, it, the whole schedule's on the calendar because it all leads to the uh, RBC Cup in Chilliwack next month. Yeah. So it's it's not like they that uh, they had time to dawdle and, and drag it out and, and all of that thing. And uh, you know, let me say one other thing. Um, you know, death is part of living, and, and uh, teenagers. You know, it's it, it's part of growing up. It's part of learning. And uh, the the working community, anyone who's, who who has a job, um, a family member dies. You you know, you have some time to grieve, some time to mourn. And one morning, a few days later, you get up and go back to work. So, you know, I, I really think it's pretty much the same thing here.
0: Right. And I, I think this can be good for these these young players to get back on the ice, to get back to doing what they're doing, that that this is part for them, I think, of of moving on. But but still part of the healing process.
1: Oh, you're exactly right, Rob. And, and like I say, they this this started for them and, like, likely in August. Well, in fact, they, they were likely. You know, most of them or all of them would have been training last summer. But you know, you go to training camp and you you get into the regular season, and 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 the, away you go. The the one thing that the toughest thing for the for these teams, I'm sure, will be getting on the bus. But they, you know, yeah. that that's what you do. You you right. If you're a junior hockey player, you know, a high school athlete, the university athlete sports clubs, everything. I mean, you you ride the bus, they're, they're still the safest way to go, and uh, that certainly is, isn't going to stop because of this accident, but um, you, you can bet that the first bus ride or the first couple of bus rides these kids take, there might not be any sleeping on the bus, certainly not the way they're uh, likely accustomed to.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, and it's important to note that the SGHL, this was a unanimous decision. That means, you know, the Humboldt Broncos as as an organization are, are very much on board with this.
1: Oh, for sure. And, um, A, uh, I wouldn't have expected the Broncos to vote any other way, but had they... Um, you know, the league would have, would have said, "Okay, that's it. We're not going to go ahead." Right. Uh, with, without the support of of, of the Broncos organization, there, there's no way they could. But I, I just couldn't imagine the Broncos uh, uh, wanting this to be remembered as the as the year the or as the season that didn't go ahead because they voted against it. Uh, you know, d- despite what had happened.
0: Right. Well, and I mean, there is that that awkward aspect. I think for the Nippon Hawks in that. They advance to the finals by default. They, they advance because of what happened here. Do you think that's, that's difficult for, for the players to to come to grips with?
1: I don't think it will be um, at least in part because they're up they were up three games to one in the in the uh, league semifinal or the conference final. Yeah. You know, and so so I think you take that into consideration. And uh, uh, it's not like Humboldt could ice a team. Um, if you think back to the the Swift Current Broncos accident in 1986, four players died in that accident, but there weren't any really serious injuries, uh, other than those four. You know, All miraculously, right. So, you know, so, somehow it it worked out that way. But Humboldt, I, I don't I don't think there's any survivors who could put on a pair of skates and play right now. So really, there was there was no other option. The, the one neat thing um, yesterday, you mentioned the Nippon Hawks were and Espen were back on the ice yesterday. Nippon held its first full practice yesterday, and uh, Chris Bowdry the the lone survivor of the Humboldt coaching staff, was on the ice with, with the Hawks. Uh, Nippon head coach Doug Johnson invited him to to, uh, to join them, and uh, you know it's just another one of the many. Heartwarming stories that that has really come out since the crash.
0: Yeah, and and you know, hopefully, some of these injured players, and I think uh, two or three have been released from hospital. So there'll be an opportunity for them, maybe even to to be present at some of these games to to represent the Humboldt organization. And, and like you alluded to, I think you know we're, we're going to see a, a lot of tributes uh, in yeah. these finals.
1: Yeah, I think three players have been released. From hospital, one of them was actually at the at the prayer vigil in Humboldt on on, on Sunday night, which was was great to see. Uh, I can remember when the Swift Current Broncos uh, played their first game after the, the bus accident it was on, on January ninth, nineteen eighty seven. They went into Moose Jaw for their very first game, and that is as emotional a building as, in fact, more emotional than than anything I've been in. Uh, um, I have never seen so many tears from players on the ice um um you know it, it was more emotional than than a game 7 where you've got you, you know the the joy of victory and the agony of defeat and and you've got tears in those situations this was just uh, uh i don't know if you'd ever been in the old moose civic center the crushed can but uh man the the noise in that place the standing ovation went, went on forever and the, the 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 broncos players were were to to a player were just in tears. I wondered at the time how they were going to be able to start the game. They, they were just so, so emotional. So these, uh, these kids from uh, Nippwood and Esteban and any of the uh, humble players who were able to attend any of these events, uh, they're in for some emotional times.
0: Yeah, it's going to be emotional, but uh, probably the right decision, as you say. We'll leave it there for now. Greg Moore at uh, Gregdrinan.com. Thanks so much for joining us here today. appreciate it. My pleasure, Rob. Anytime. All right, thanks again. Greg Drinan covers junior hockey uh, in Canada, author of the book Sudden Death, the incredible saga of the 1986 Swift current Broncos. Or anything back then, as he said, it was early 97, or 87 rather, when, when the team played its first game following that crash and how emotional that was. This is just, you know, that much, much bigger. And by the way, and look, we had a lot of conversation yesterday, the day before, about this intersection, where the crash occurred. And there's going to be more focus on that already. we got some uh, local politicians uh, near there who are calling on the province to do something. Starting with lowering the speed limit, putting rumble strips in that intersection. Deputy Reeve Ian Boxall of the Rural Municipality of Connaught says... People in the area want to see some changes.
1: Absolutely. And if we get rumple strips out of this and we get a safer intersection out of this, great. It doesn't relieve any of the grief or any of the pain that's been caused by this. But I think moving forward, I think we need to look at all of our intersections. Is there something more that could be done? Absolutely. We're also asking that the government potentially look at all intersections in the province like this one where you have two highways intersecting and see if there's you know if this is in the wake of this if there is something more that could be done at all of them in the province because i'm sure this isn't the only one that's had fatalities
0: no this one has six people killed in a crash 20 years ago now 16 people killed in a crash in the same intersection and you, you can be sure that some kind of changes is coming